welcome back to Faith on Fire. I'm your host, Claire Bradley, and I'm so happy to be back recording and learning with all of you. Um, For the past few weeks, we talked about death, specifically uh, heaven, hell, and purgatory. I know we broke that up in like the last three weeks, I think. Uh, And I I learned a lot. I hope that I gave you guys some insight um, on just that topic. I think it's good to learn about and to understand uh, because, you know, sometimes people don't understand. So um, I thought that those were really good, and I was glad to be able to learn about that with all of you. For this week, I want to talk about miracles. So obviously, I will not be able to cover every single miracle ever, but I thought that this was just a positive view point and a good way to get you to understand um, that there's just there's proof of God in the world not only a thousand years ago but even today um, I think that sometimes people have doubts in their faith I think that um, that's just natural but um, if you like look and you research there's like clear evidence of things that others just don't know about um, so and there's so many people that just don't believe or they're just not willing to give it a chance but I think that um, if you're just open to um, the idea of God, and you just kind of, like, learn about it, or, um, you know, pray, there's so many different things that can help you to grow in your faith, and to, um, just help you to understand, and hopefully, um, you'll take that chance one day, um, if you're listening to this podcast, then maybe you are giving a chance, and that's great, um, but if a person actually learns about different things that have happened, you know, in the Catholic Church and all these miracles, it's it's hard to d- dismiss um, the presence of God. Uh, one of the things I want to start um, with is talking about saints. So, obviously, you know, there are so many saints, and I have, um, I've talked about a little bit before, like finding a saint that's interesting to you, um, that kind of speaks out to you, um, and I actually didn't know this until a few weeks ago, but um, one of the types of miracles that a saint can undergo is when, um, after a saint dies, their body is sometimes, depending, um, I don't think that this is true for all of them, but some of them do not decompose, they are preserved, um, and even after years and years, when a normal person, you know, would be decaying, their bodies don't, and this is called incorruptibility. So the Roman Catholic Church says that divine intervention allows these bodies to stay preserved just as a sign of their holiness. You know, all these, obviously, if you're a saint, you are strongly devoted to God and your faith. Um, We should all be striving to be that way. But um, these people um, are real role models that we should, you know, look up to. But um, this is just like one way that shows you know their strong holiness and it's pretty interesting Uh, and I think it's kind of weird but it's kind of cool too and um, if you've ever heard of Carlo Acutis um, who sadly passed away um, at the age of 15 due to leukemia he has a really cool story and I would actually encourage you to like look into him if you're interested in this kind of thing like saints uh he was um he's still on the way of becoming a saint um he died in 2006 and he's just kind of a modern example of this miracle because his body is still preserved 14 years later and this is not the only case that this has happened either So other people that have experienced incorruptibility are Saint Zeta, who died all the way back in the year 1272, 1272. 
um, and her body, like, if you were to look it up, you could still see, um, pictures of it, and it's kind of interesting, because they don't look, um, sorry, they don't look perfect or anything, but, um, you can tell, like, they kind of look almost, like, waxy, and it's interesting, but it's still, like, their bodies, um, in there, and, um, some of them are even, like, you can see them, like, on display in, like, this glass case, but they look like they're just asleep, um, another example is Saint Rita of Kaskia. She died in 1457, but her body is still, um, preserved today. And these are just a few of examples of people who have undergone this type of miracle, but it's very interesting to just see how, um, holiness can impact something like this. You know, I mean, this happens as a sign of their holiness, and, um, that's pretty cool. And earlier, um, I was talking about Carlo Kudis, and Carlo actually has his own website that was dedicated to miracles in the church. Um, so if you want to look at his website, so he was Italian, so it's called Miracoli Eucharistici, Eucharistici. um, but if you just, honestly, I searched up Carlo Agudi's website, which, if you're not Italian, I would recommend, because I don't know how to spell Miracoli Eucharisti, or Eucharistici, but, um, it was the first one that came up if you searched Carlo Agudi's website, so, um, I would definitely recommend looking at that because it's not only super cool to be able to learn about the miracles that he has on this site, but it's so amazing to see such like a young person that was so interested and dedicated to his faith. Uh, I don't think that you see that all the time, but he was clearly very strong in his faith, so he just, that's a really cool thing that he did, but um, I went to his website today and I was looking um, at everything and it's pretty cool because he breaks it up into miracles by country and there's like tons of them um, and naturally I picked St. Clara of Assisi in Italy 12, um, in the year 1240 and I was named after her we have the same spelling um, but I mean I've always been kind of interested in her um, and she had performed, you know, many, there is, like, accounts of many miracles of multiplication of, like, bread and oil, so she was a nun, and, um, there was, like, sometimes there would just be, like, none in the convent before, and then there would just, like, suddenly be, um, like, these loaves and these oils, and, um, they were taken as miracles that she had performed, but the most well-known miracle that she performed was when she was in the convent with her sisters, and it was being invaded by Saracen, or Saracen soldiers, um, and she showed them, so basically, these soldiers were intruding, like, they were intruders, um, in the convent, and she, um, took the sacred host, um, and this, I mean, she took it, and, like, she held it to the soldiers, and they just, like, turned away because of the host, and this was, um, this is just, like, crazy, because there's, like, a, it's not like they just, like, stopped and were, like, oh, we're gonna go out, this was a miracle, um, and obviously, so she was a nun, and she was, like, um, the mother of the nuns at the time, so she was kind of, like, the leader of, um, the nuns in that convent, and um, Catholics believe that the body of Christ, during um, the Mass, um, a priest says um, these consecration prayers that we believe turn the body, or the, um, the bread and the wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And it sounds really crazy, um, 
but when she she took um, a consecrated host and um, she held it in front of them and that's what turned them away and I know some of you may think it's totally crazy you know that like the um, oh the bread and wine you think it's the body and blood but there are also miracles in which like when the priest is consecrating which um, means like turning it into the um, body and blood of Christ um, when he's consecrating the host it actually has turned into flesh Um, one of these times People think it was like in the late 8th century, so it was a really long time ago. And you can look up, if you want to look up the miracle of Lanciano, Lanciano probably, um, and like look at the pictures, you can see it. But there have been miracles that happen like that. There have been more, but um, it's pretty interesting because um, if you look at it, some of them have like blood and it's, it's kind of odd, but um, it's like turned into actual flesh. And but these kinds of miracles they happen um, like all around us. Like it's not every single day, but they do happen. And it's kind of something that I think we should learn more about because it's it's like proof of um, a God in the world. Um, and there's also a section in Carlos' website that talks about that specific miracle. If you want to look at that, so I'm going to talk about one more miracle, and then I'll probably end for the day. So, um, in France, in Bordeaux, I think, in 1822, there was a Eucharistic miracle. So, it was during adoration, and if you don't know what that means, it's basically just a time to worship and pray to Jesus, and it's when he's basically in, um, I forget what it's called, but they put the host in this thing, I forget what it's called, I'll find it, you know, I'll say it next week, but, um, and then, you know, people are just in the church, and they're praying, or they're just sitting, it's very peaceful, it's very beautiful, but, um, during, in 1822, in this, um, France church, um, Jesus appeared in the Blessed Sacrament, and was visibly present, like, people could see him in the host, and, um, he was, like, you could see him for more than, like, 20 minutes, and he was giving a blessing, um, and even today, you can visit the chapel where this miracle took place, which is really cool, and, um, these are just a few miracles that are so interesting to learn about, but there are others that are more well-known, like, even if you just think about, um, Mary having baby Jesus, you know, they call her the Blessed Virgin Mary, you know, she, um, it was, like, a miracle because, she was a virgin. She had the baby without, um, having, like, relations, um, and stuff like that. So that's pretty, um, interesting, too. Um, or stories like those of, um, Annabelle Beam and Colton Burpo, which, um, I know that some people just think those are, like, kind of stupid, but, um, I believe in that, and I think that, um, they have really cool stories, and if you don't know what that is, um, they're people that have had experiences where they've seen heaven, and, um, they've kind of, like, it's almost like they died and came back, almost like, um, almost like a resurrection, I don't know if it would be considered under that, but, um, and there are two movies that are based on it, and Colton's story has a book, I don't know if Annabelle's does, uh, but the two movies are called Heaven is for Real, which is also the name of Colton's book. Um, and the other is called Miracles from Heaven. Um, I found both to be good movies. <laughs> um, I don't know if everyone else would. I'm kind of like a sucker for those kinds of things. But um, they had really amazing stories. 
and um, you can just like kind of see like the inside on it. It's just really, um, really great movies. So um, I would recommend if you want to, if you're interested in this kind of thing, to look at that. Um, and if you also look up Colton Burpo, uh, you can watch like videos of the real Colton, you know, not the actor. Um, and he can just, he like describes his experience. I think that there's this one like where he's on the news, it's like four minutes or something. And he's describing like what he saw and like his own experience, which is pretty cool. And if you watch the movies, um, it's really sad because uh, I haven't seen Heaven is for Real in a long time, but I watched Miracles from, he- from Heaven like I think two years ago. And it's just like you can see the pain in like the parents' face when it's about like um, I know that Annabelle was sick and she um, was going through like some difficult times and it wasn't looking good for a while. There wasn't really a cure for um, her sickness and her parents were just praying. And you know, honestly, a lot of times in those kinds of situations, people are losing faith, and that's evident in both these movies. Their parents are like, "How are you letting this happen?" You know, they're angry and understandably so, but. Um, but then, you know, these, they're, like, miraculously healed and, um, alive and better, so that's pretty cool. But anyway, I just wanted to give you all some insight on, like, these truly incredible miracles that have been witnessed and, you know, shown and happening for, like, thousands of years, um, and I hope you learned something like I did. I always am interested in this kind of thing. I liked, like, I was looking at Carlo's website, and I was really amazed, um, because there's just so much, like, there's so many, um, like, miracles that he has, and I think it's cool that he was so interested in this kind of thing, because, I think that it's just, like, one of the things that could totally, like, change someone's mind about the church, you know, if they just started to get to know it, and a lot of people, like, when I was talking about, um, the bread and wine turning into the body and blood, um, people think that's crazy, but if you just kind of learn more about it and you grow to understand it, it will make more sense to you, you know, and then you can, um, like, truly, um, like, go to church and be like, oh, well, that makes sense, you know, when he says this prayer, when, um, you know, what you believe, you can, you can be, like, more firm in your faith when you understand it, I'd say. So, um, anyway, I hope that you all have a safe and healthy Thanksgiving, um, and a nice time off if you're celebrating, um, and I hope you'll tune in next week here at Faith on Fire. Mm-hmm.